What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. I am your host, Trey Smith. We've got a locked and loaded show for you today on this beautiful Friday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be watching or listening. Less than 24 hours away from a college football Saturday. We're going to look at the American Athletic Games again today. I went over them and gave a probably a deeper analysis on Tuesday's show. So if you missed that one, go listen to Tuesday's show. I also made my pickums on that show uh, for the AAC slate of games. But beyond the AAC, okay, I want to dive into this question right here. Will week six determine the G5 New Year's Six bid? Think about that for a second. We're going to look at this week across the landscape with some G5 games that I think will be pivotal and critical to determining who gets that New Year's Six bid come December. When those final CFP rankings are released and we know who it is, whether it's the American, whether it's the Mountain West, whether the Sun Belt sneaks in there, I think we're going to look back at week six and go, man, that was a critical weekend for getting to this point. So we're going to look at that. And then, of course, I've also got the linear programming that we're going to look at like we do or have been the past few Fridays. So with all that being said, before we get into it, if you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, share it with a friend, comment at the end. And yeah, I mean, just subscribe, okay? We're less than 200 away from 4K. Less than 200 away from 4K. 200 away from 4K. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but when we hit 4,000, I don't know if it's going to be a raffle. I don't know if it's going to be a giveaway. I don't know what it is, but if you're watching right now and you're not subscribed, just hit subscribe. We're so close to 4,000 subscribers. We're going to get there. I think we're going to get there definitely by the end of October. I'd like to get there sooner than that, maybe like the end of next week. I do have some surprises coming next week. So now is a great time to be subscribed, hit the bell, do all that fun stuff. If you're listening on one of the streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, please, please, please leave a five-star rating. Leave me a positive review. I would greatly appreciate it. In fact, I'm going to read one to you that I saw last night, actually. I don't know when it was actually posted, but I saw it was a five-star rating. It says, great show, highly recommend. Only problem with this show is it's not long enough. I wish he streamed it and took super chats. I very much appreciate that feedback. If you're watching or if you're listening, um, I, I am working on that. Just so you know, I am looking at another live stream watch party coming very soon. As far as um, like we did back at week zero. Um, we did, we did a week zero live stream watch party. Then I did a couple of live stream pregame shows just to try to feel out which ones got more, got more engagement. And it was definitely the watch party. So I'm looking at doing another one, possibly Friday the 13th for the big matchup between Memphis and Tulane. I will be traveling back into town that day. <laughs> Part of that surprise, but for next week, but I'll be traveling back into town on Friday. So as long as the timing works out, but I am definitely looking at doing one of those. And then uh, just as I grow this channel, as I grow the show, definitely going to incorporate the live stream element um, more and more, um, especially as I get other hands to kind of help me with that, if that makes sense. But I appreciate the feedback. And uh, yeah, I mean, as we continue to expand the show, we're definitely going to probably have to grow beyond just the 20 to 25 minute window I stay in Monday to Friday. I would love the next phase of this podcast to be an, a daily hour long show. 
Um, and then I'd timestamp it, you know, so you could just kind of skip to wherever. And thanks for that feedback. Somebody gave me that feedback earlier this week about adding the timestamps. I started doing that yesterday. So hopefully that helps you be able to browse through. Shout out to the ones that you don't care what it is. You listen to the whole thing. But um, I'm going to work on the timestamp thing as well. So you can just kind of skip to whatever you want to hear. All right. That's enough of that. Let's get in to today's. First off, I do want to talk about some G5 action that's already happened this week. Wednesday night, we had a what looked to be an upset with Middle Tennessee over um, Jacksonville State. Jumped out to, I think, a 23-7 lead. MTSU was putting on a clinic. And then in the second half, the fighting Rich Rodriguez's took over. Ended up winning that game comfortably. Jacksonville State improved to 4-1, and one, I believe. And then last night, Liberty, the... Last standing undefeated team in the Conference USA, I believe, escaped the winless, a winless team in the Conference USA, which is Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State had the ball inside Liberty's five, four downs to score, seconds left on the clock, and they could not get it done. Liberty hung on, escaped the... uh, Bearcats of Sam Houston State, and they improved to 5-0. We have a 5-0, 4-1 showdown coming up on a Tuesday night. It's either next Tuesday or the Tuesday after. I'd have to look, but that might be the most watched Tuesday night college football game of the season with Liberty versus Jacksonville State. If you're a G5 football fan or you like, you know, maybe you're an American fan or a Mountain West fan, you just like keeping a pulse on what's happening across the landscape, particularly as it, you know, could have impacts on that New Year's Six bid. That's something to keep an eye on. All right, linear coverage for week six. We've got the American Conference. Really, every conference has two linear games this week, except for the Conference USA. All four of theirs were on linear coverage, but they were all four on Wednesday and Thursday night. So take that into consideration. But the Sun Belt, the MAC, the Mountain West, and the American all have two linear games this week i'd say the biggest one of the weekend is on prime time tomorrow night and that will be fresno state at wyoming which is that one on fox i don't have that in front of me but it's on i think it's on fox that's going to be a big game in fact that kind of leads me to my main talking point for today's episode is will week six determine the new year six mainly for the g5 bit because we've got a couple of games that it's not just those the results of those specific games but how much the results of those specific games could impact the rest of the field okay and the two games i'm referring to are fresno at wyoming and then marshall at nc state And then we've got Tulane, Memphis, and Air Force all on a bye week. I actually think James Madison is on a bye week, even though they're ineligible right now. But we had that whole conversation yesterday as they have an attorney general who is lobbying the NCAA to lift that that ineligibility or that that kind of wave the two-year transitional window that's making them ineligible. And then to clarify... For some of you that had commented on yesterday's video about JMU and the conference championship, it doesn't ban them from that. 
Well, apparently the Sunbelt Conference doesn't allow ineligible, bowl ineligible teams to play in the conference championship. And that is why they were not able to play in last year's and that they wouldn't be allowed to play in this year's if they were to win out and win their division. So that being said, Fresno at Wyoming. If you look at Fresno State's schedule, there's not too many losses with the way this team is playing and who they've already beat. Remember, they've got two Power 5 victories under their belt already. They're undefeated in conference play. They're undefeated, period. And if you look at the way their schedule plays out, there's not a lot of losses that I'm counting. And this is a team who's in control of their own destiny right now. So as if you're a fan of the American Conference, this is the team you're watching, right? The American is obviously on a pretty substantial winning streak right now, or I should say not winning streak, but on a streak for getting that New Year six bid that it's in jeopardy right now. Fresno needs to lose at least a game. I feel like if Fresno State loses a game in the regular season and either Temple uh, and either Memphis or Tulane can win out, Tulane, I think, has the better case because their non-conference loss or their, their one loss was to Ole Miss, but they played with a backup quarterback. And the playoff committee takes that into consideration. Now, Memphis's one loss is also to an SEC team. And it's an SEC team that's undefeated right now. So we'll kind of have to watch how Ole Miss and Mizzou's seasons continue to play out. But I think that both of those losses, or the, the losses for both uh, Tulane and Memphis are very quality. Whereas if Fresno were to drop a game, now, they still have two Power 5 wins. They're not the strongest Power 5 teams they've, they've won to the, the, the uh, uh, wins to this point, two strongest Power 5 teams to this point in the season. However, they still have them, and neither Tulane or Memphis have that under their belt. However, I do think that the, the one loss for Tulane or the one loss for Memphis would be um, a more justifiable loss than Fresno losing a conference game. Obviously, you're welcome to disagree, disagree with me on that, but that's kind of why I think this is such a pivotal game because Fresno playing at Wyoming is one of the um, is one of the few losses I could count. Because after this, really, I mean, UNLV's been playing really well, but Fresno gets them at home. And, I mean, outside of that, I'm just not seeing it. I think Fresno beats Boise. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but... And obviously until they were to get to the Mountain West Championship game. Now, here's where things get real interesting. What if Wyoming beats Fresno? Now they have a ranked conference win under their belt. Their one loss is to Texas, who is a top three team in the country. And quite frankly, uh, they didn't. I mean, it was 31-10. So it wasn't like it was close, but it also wasn't like they just got pummeled. So where do you put Wyoming in the discussion? Does Wyoming now leapfrog Memphis and Tulane? Because they've got a ranked conference win and their only loss was to the third ranked team in the country. So that's why I think this weekend is going to be so pivotal. Okay, that Fresno-Wyoming game, Fresno State-Wyoming game, I think is going to have a lot of impacts come the season's end on who ends up getting that bid. Meanwhile, you got Tulane and Memphis both on bye weeks getting ready for their matchup on Friday. To me, the American Athletic Conference's only hope of getting the New Year's Six bid this year 
is that the winner of Tulane in Memphis wins out and that they are a 12-1 and conference champion with that one loss being to an SEC team. And to really help their case, they need Ole Miss and Mizzou, depending on which team wins that matchup, to continue winning games. But I don't know, man. This Fresno State-Wyoming game, because if Wyoming gets that win, you got to put them in the conversation now. They also have a Power 5 win over Texas Tech. Then we go to the Sun Belt action. Marshall has a matchup at NC State. Marshall is undefeated. Marshall has not really been in the discussion to this point, but if they win at NC State, they now have two Power 5 victories on their resume, and they got a matchup with James Madison coming up in a couple of weeks, which could be a battle of two undefeated teams. James Madison, even though they're currently ineligible, they're still getting votes in the most recent AP poll. They got three votes for the top 25. So (sighs) if Marshall beats NC State and then they get a matchup with James Madison, the winner of that game could then become and get into the conversation. You're like, well, if James Madison wins, they're ineligible. It won't matter. Well, if you think about the conversation from yesterday, their coach, their AD with the lobbying they're getting from the attorney general, there at least seems to be some feelings on their side that if they are in fact the top ranked G5 come season's end, seven or eight weeks down the line as Coach Signetti was quoted in that article I referenced yesterday, he thinks the NCAA is going to do the right thing, which in his opinion is to lift that is to, it's not a ban, but to lift that clause, that window. To wave it, I should say, not lift it. Then you can't forget about Air Force. They're also on a bye week. Here's the thing with Air Force. Here's why I, I'm still hesitant to, to, to put Air Force in the conversation for New Year's Six. is simply because they've got Navy and Air Force coming up. I'm sorry, they've got Navy and Army coming up. And even, I mean, just any given year, that, that's a series it's hard to sweep. I'm not saying they won't do it. I'm just saying, man, if Air Force is still undefeated November 5th, okay, that'll be the Sunday after they play Army and will have already played Navy. If they're still undefeated after that first weekend in November, I'll start getting more serious about them making a run. I, I just, I have a feeling they're going to drop one of those games. That's the thing. I really do. But, uh, yeah. So looking at it, can Marshall get the win over NC State? And if they get the win over NC State, that raises the stakes over their matchup with James Madison. And then, of course, Fresno and Wyoming. Can Fresno keep the thing rolling? If they get the victory here, I'd say their biggest roadblock from now to the Mountain West Conference Championship game is UNLV. And they've got that game at home. So, Y'all let me know your thoughts on this because it's starting to heat up. This is where it gets fun watching it as it plays out. And then is there a scenario where another American conference team that I'm not taking into consideration like a South Florida or an SMU could get themselves into the conversation? Now, they would need a lot of help because both of those teams have two losses or even Tulsa because they have two losses to two power five teams. I just, I think at this point, as we're at week six, the halfway point of the regular season, 
The American Conference's only hope of a New Year's Six bid is that the winner of Tulane Memphis wins out, goes on a run. Otherwise, it's looking like it's going to be the Mountain West with like a, a possibility of the Sunbelt Conference. But I think, uh, yeah, Fresno, Wyoming. Wyoming could really put themselves in the discussion this week. That's what I'm saying, man. Week six, it's a pivotal week. All right, let's keep it moving. So um, I, I just want to go through real quick, like I've already said, if you didn't watch Tuesday's show and you want more of like my thoughts on each of the American Athletic Conference games this weekend, um, go watch Tuesday's show. But as it pertains to what I think, I'm going to give you my bounce back, my must win, my bowl eligibility, and my dog fight of the week for week six. I don't really have an upset alert, I don't think, this week. I talked through that, I think, on Tuesday anyways. But my bounce back is UTSA. I think UTSA hits reset. They start their brand new season this weekend. They get the win at Temple, but it won't be easy. As I said on Tuesday, I do think Temple covers the 13 and a half point spread. I think this is going to be a one possession or at most a touchdown and a field goal type game. But I think UTSA gets it done. I, I, what, what they need for their sake is they need to really figure out who they are offensively. Like this is the weekend their offensive identity needs to come to life. Still not. I personally don't know yet if Frank Harris is playing or not. Whoever's taking snaps, whoever's playing quarterback, they've had time. They've had the open week to, to figure some things out and hopefully their offensive identity comes to life. I think their defense will be fine. I think it'll be a tough, hard-fought game. But in the end, UTSA gets their bounce-back win, starts conference play 1-0, and and it's a whole new season from here. My next one, I've got uh, my must-win. Man, I'll tell you who's in a must-win scenario right now, and that's FAU. Uh, they need to get this dub. They need to get a win this week. Kind of like UTSA in a sense. Um, but for FAU, when I look at their schedule, if they lose this week, I'm not so sure they make a bowl game. Go look at FAU's schedule. Now, they've had some time. They got to get, you know, the backup quarterback's in. He's basically going to lead the team for the rest of the season. He looked really good against Illinois. Um, I thought at least. But I think FAU, this is a must-win game for them um, if they're going to make a bowl game this year. Next, I've got, speaking of bowl, bowl eligibility, as I said on Tuesday, I think North Texas, if they're going to make a bowl this season, they need to win the next two games. It will not be easy, but it is doable. And I think they can beat Navy, and they can beat, is it, Temple, who they have after Navy, one game at a time. They're at Navy. Navy's going to put points up. I don't think North Texas is going to be able to stop the Navy offense, but I also think that North Texas's offense is going to be able to score points against this Navy defense. And, you know, it's the Chandler Rogers show right now for North Texas offensively. 
He's got some weapons. They've got the explosiveness. Let's see if they can keep the you know get the run game going as well. And then, man, it'll, I think this is going to be a game. Hopefully, it won't be like the last time they played with the Paul Johnson Navy Navy team when it went into like, what, seven or eight overtimes or something like that, something crazy. But I think this game will come down to, you know, who has the ball last, who can get that opportune turnover, who can make a play on special teams. Something like that, I think, will end up being the difference in this North Texas Navy game. And if North Texas gets the win, start your new conference, start your new conference season 1-0, have a really good chance at going 2-0, and then you kind of hit the gauntlet of your schedule. Uh, and then finally, my dogfight of the week, even though my dogfight of the week last week was totally wrong, I thought that uh, Temple Tulsa was going to be a dogfight, which it was not a week ago. But I'm going USF UAB. Um, you know, UAB has that emotional push I talked about uh, earlier this week with the, the, the Children's Foundation that they're partnered with and the, 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 is it the Harbor, Children's Harbor game that, 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 that is this weekend where they'll be wearing names of, of kids with terminal illness on their, the back of their jerseys. Uh, USF is rolling right now. They've got a lot of momentum. I think Alex Golish is making a case for coach of the year, definitely conference coach of the year, but depending on how the rest of their season plays out and looking at what their seasons have been the last four years, you, you almost got to put him in the national conversation. Um, so I think that's going to be a dogfight. I think UAB is going to have a game plan to try to neutralize USF's offense by keeping that offense off the field. They're going to have very long, methodical, sustainable drives. The question is, can they keep the chains moving and can they finish these drives with points? If UAB is able to execute what I believe their game plan is going to be, which is to keep USF's offense off the field and they can finish it with points, they're going to have a chance to win the game. I still like USF in this one. I think there's just too much explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball, but man, it's hard to bet against the team, man, that when they've got that emotional charge like UAB is going to have, uh, I just think this is going to be an absolute dogfight. And then the other games on the list, I think Rice rolls against UConn. Um, you know, and even though I said FAU is a must win, I still like Tulsa to win that game. They're really finding their identity. And uh, hopefully we just have us another quality weekend of college football. That's it for me today. Happy Friday. Remember, we got basketball media days on Monday. If you have any questions that you'd like answered by any of the coaches or players that are going to be there, please leave them in the comments or email me at info at collegegametime.com. And I'll do the best I can with that. But until Monday, unless there's a need for an emergency pod over the weekend, <coughs> Y'all enjoy your football. Trey Smith, College Game Time. <laughs>